Hello, I'm guitarist Monty Ray. Hi, I'm Nathan, bass player. And I'm Steven Smart, and uh, we're Handful of Colors, and this is NWCZ Radio in Tacoma. Thank you. You're listening to NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the Man Cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. Everybody, welcome back to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you once again. As summer is coming to a crashing close, very, very soon. A uh, little bit left. I'm excited though because the uh, Puyallup Fair is uh, right around the corner. Kids are getting ready to go to school. All the parents are cheering as we speak. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you along with us. Uh, thanks for um, being a part of the show and listening. We always, always appreciate that. And got some special things for you in this episode. Um, <laughs> we've had a lot of people ask us about uh, our beginnings and when we started and how we started. And so um, in, in hour number two, we are going to go into the Wayback Machine and uh, bring you uh, some, some stuff from when we first started. Um, but before we get to that, we have hour number one and uh, Voxy and the Gemmer are not here today. They're out on assignment we, we're gonna was, call them assignment okay well i was gonna say assignment but we didn't really put them on an assignment yeah we did they're on their yeah. own assignment <laughs> whatever that is they are on it and uh, i know last week we said sean hensley would be here he uh could not make it but um probably uh just a big overload from that underwater music festival maybe he's underwater <laughs> i hope not man i don't think sean could get underwater that guy he would float i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> uh that hey, was big d that said i'm that. big d and so that's of course double d on the mic over there that's me that's all that's in here want to well, say actually, uh, there's more thanks to saint and wonder boy we're at a skeleton crew today yeah it's, Down to four. You know, usually in the summer it happens, though. You know, I mean, uh, we're really gearing up towards September when we hit the ground running with uh, what we consider. That's that's when we consider our new season to start is September. And so summer, I know a lot of people busy right now, a lot of things going on um, for everybody getting ready for what is fall that is coming. So appreciate you all being there and, and listening to us because sometimes it probably is a chore yes. <laughs> but anyway hey we uh we have uh we have some uh, two great guests in our number one a uh, little bit different for us you know we have a lot of rock and roll bands on here and a lot of um you know uh especially south sound bands and um you know talk to a lot of the 
basically heavier sounding bands. In, the, in this first uh, hour, we have uh, a little bit later, we have a cat coming up named Teddy Pressburg that is an amazing jazz guitarist and uh, just an awesome musician. And in our first interview, this is, a, uh, this is a guy who came to us via Robin Fairbanks, who is a good friend of the show. She represents lots of different bands around Seattle and Tacoma. And I think, really, I hope you pay attention to this uh, segment because uh, Stephen Smart is the lead singer of the band Handful of Colors, and he has a unique talent. It is an amazing vocal talent, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want you to listen and judge for yourself. We all saw it. Uh, and couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. It was amazing when he did it in the studio. And, um, of course, we did this interview a couple of weeks ago, so you'll hear Voxy and Gimmer in this. Um, so, anyway, everybody, this is Stephen Smart and Handful of Colors. Howdy, y'all. We're a Handful of Colors. The song's called It's Hot Down Here. Conductor smiled. <laughs> Said, well, now you're my 
our set bar You better drive your chariot wheel All them horses, they'll run you straight to hell And I hear it's, it's hot out there Are you sure you want to go? Fires burning wood, here they see some fires burning. So All right, everybody, the name of that song was It's Hot Down There by a killer group, Handful of Colors, and we have them in the studio with us. Today we have Monty, Nathan, and uh, Steven, and they make up the band Handful of Colors, and they've been playing a lot up in the Seattle area, and uh, we're, pl- we're glad to have them in the studio. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thank it's a pleasure Welcome. to be here. It's good to have you guys in, and uh, I know you guys are working on a, a brand new CD. You want to tell tell us about the uh, the process of that and how the progress is going, and uh, we won't ask you when it's expected out, but, but uh, you know, how are things going on that? Well, they're going really well as far as uh, we come, you know, as uh, I suggested earlier, we're coming out of a massive transition of losing our drummer and uh, having to bring in a new player to learn all the materials. So we've kind of been reclusive right now, uh, really focusing on uh, strengthening the song material and uh, bringing a new player up, uh, who's Connor uh, Apperson. He's an incredible drummer. He's not here with us right now, but um, the project is going really well. We have, you know, 40-some-odd songs that we're trying to hammer down and tighten up. and. Uh, that's obviously not going to be the CD. Triple CD. Have, or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a quadruple so, the quad pack. pack. <laughs> so we're actually, you know, try, maybe 10 songs, maybe 12 songs, mm-hmm. 14, like, I, I don't know. But we have the material to keep it going for days. Uh, we're coming off a really good show with the Hard Rock Cafe and uh, going to keep with the momentum and perhaps turn that into further shows with them and uh, keep you guys posted on touring. Hopefully next summer is we're going to kick off a big tour. Cool. Uh, now you mentioned your before we get into um, you know your backgrounds and and how you guys came together and so forth. You mentioned uh, your drummer that you guys are looking for a drummer. There, there was a bit of tragedy that happened yeah. in uh, the band. And um, you tell us about tell tell us about what happened. Uh, a really beautiful brother of ours, uh, Elijah Blue Gilchrist, uh, who is our drummer. Uh, we all Nathan and I are friends from Georgia, and uh, Elijah and I. Uh, met also in Georgia, and he had moved out here to join the band, and I, I couldn't give you any reason why it happened, but uh, it just wasn't, it didn't work, and uh, so he decided to take himself into a new uh, place, and uh, so it was a big shock, you know, like, really good friend for 12 years, both Nathan and I, and uh, it's been really hard, you know, mm-hmm. you look over your shoulder, and there's a guy that was there for so long, and it's just, uh, it's all of a sudden a new face, you know, right. like, the licks don't sound the same, Right. it's it's like you get so used to a particular flavor of a personality, so that's been really hard, you know, losing mm-hmm. our brother, but also losing that spot in, in the music. And how long was he with, the, with your band? He was actually the newest member of the band. <laughs> he had only been with us for a little over a year when wow. he finally moved out and joined the band. He and I had met, uh, made a deal 12 years ago, sitting in the woods around a campfire, that if we were ever going to go anywhere with music, he was going to be the drummer. Hmm. And uh, it seems like we're going somewhere with music. It just doesn't seem like he 
was uh, ready to wait around. Oh, well, uh, very sorry to hear that. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys are able to move forward and, uh, you know, and also carry his memory with you guys. Oh, we and, do, man. Yeah. It's, uh, his vibration is so strong in the music. It's, it's beautiful, and I will forever be thankful for that. that. Yeah, cool. that's great. Um, yeah, and I'm really sorry to hear that. That, that, that is a, definitely a tragedy anytime that happens. Uh, well, so we have Monty, Nathan, and Steve in here, and let's go through. And Monty, tell us, uh, tell us where you're from, and uh, you play guitar, and how'd you get into guitar, and how'd you get into the band? I'm from a little town called Mossy Rock, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hopefully that's good. Are you the only Washingtonian in the band? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. All right. Well, definitely, 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 way to represent, brother. Definitely proud Washingtonian, man. I grew up in a little town, and my grandfather, uh, grandmother uh, played music in the church, and my first inspirations, without a doubt, my grandfather. You know, without him, I wouldn't be playing. So he's tattooed on my chest. He's engraved in my guitar. So Nice. You know, and then it you know goes from there. You know, I, uh, David Gilmore, I mean, you got people on your wall right now that were huge inspirations. You know, in my playing in my life, and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and probably started with Randy Rhodes. You know, right. definitely a metal guy for sure. But uh, once I heard Stevie, you know, dynamics changed. Changed for David a lot of Gilmore, people. Yeah, yeah. and uh, David Gilmore is the best field player of all time. So I've definitely uh, wanted to take a little piece of that and add to my music. And so, how'd you get hooked up with a handful of colors? Uh, me and Steven met, uh, I, don't know, f- I don't know, five years ago now? Probably about five years ago, I was a bartender downtown Seattle, and uh, he came down and he was started to play down there. A friend of mine kind of hooked him up, and he played for him, and he started playing. Before you know it, this is when I was just starting to uh, break out of my shell as a guitar player, mm-hmm. you know? And, and Steven really was a huge, huge influence in that because he'd be performing three nights a week, and he had this just raging band that just packed the house and it was great so he really inspired me to you know quit being shy break out of the shell and and get out there and play either do it or don't you know what i'm saying (laughs) so so he's been a huge influence then we finally hooked up and we've been playing for you know five years and now it's more concrete and we're really you know well you got great licks my man i I was listening it's you got some fantastic uh, finger work and soul going on uh, in, in what you're it, playing. Appreciate it. Uh, Monty, you, where are you from, and uh, how'd you get hooked up? Nathan. I'm Nathan. Oh, I'm sorry, Nathan. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry yeah. Let's talk to it. you again, Monty. Let me, let me <laughs> scratch that. I'm going to scratch that off right here. Right. I mean, it's Monty. That's why he takes to, notes, you guys. That's I talked to Monty, Let's and next up is Nathan. Other personalities, Nathan. Monty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm originally from uh, Florida, Palmetto, Florida, small town in Florida, but I met Stephen in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I was uh, in the military and happened to be getting out of the army and playing with some music and stayed in Savannah and happened to run into this guy. Uh, actually, we were uh, piano movers together. Uh, hmm. Wow. Moving heavy equipment around. Yeah, he, he had Good a time. bunch of other yeah. people. Yeah. They almost crushed me with a piano one day. That was crazy. That is a job I have never wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? You got that piano right. movers, jeez. Yeah, don't ever want to do it again. Either. You ever had to go up like you know, like four stories, and you know, do the hoist and stuff? Yeah, way too much. <laughs> He's like, yeah, way too, too much. much. All right. Uh, hey, before we talk uh, talk to Stephen, let's go into a, a song of handful of colors. This is titled "The Key."
don't know what it is we're here searching for. And so many times, so many fights. Life's wide, road leads to many a locked door, but you got the key. Yeah, now you got the key You got the key Oh, you got the key Right inside your heart Right, name of the song is The Key, the band, Handful of Colors, there are guests today. Thanks. And uh, now we're going to talk to, it uh, seems like you're the glue, man. You're the you're the one that's... Uh, Elmer's. Got everything... <laughs> no uh, question about it, man. Everything going Absolutely. in this, you know, as far as pulling people in, and uh, a lot of people are digging what you're doing, and we're talking to Stephen Smart. Yes. Stephen, you're from Tennessee, brother. I am Murfreesboro, Tennessee, just outside Nashville. How did you find yourself in uh, the Puget Sound? I... Uh, I put myself on the streets in Nashville trying to play music, and Cat uh, walked up to me one day and said, Hey, man, you're not country enough for this place. You need to go to California. <laughs> <laughs> where, they, where they like those eagles. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because I got it in me. You know, uh-huh. my, just like Monty said, you know, he was he raised up in a church uh, with the family tradition. Uh, same with me as, as well, the family root of bluegrass and gospel and country and just a family sitting, big extended family sitting around on the porch playing music. Can't can't get any more stereotypical in a certain way, but beautiful root. Uh, but I I love world music. I'm a throat singer. Uh, I love Ravi Shankar and Ali Akbar Khan and all these different uh, supposedly exotic type of sounds compared to where I come from. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't necessarily the music I was raised listening to, but. I incorporate a lot of what I love. Yeah, I don't think they put those guys on the uh, Grand Old Opry. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he no. didn't say that he was actually playing a sitar <laughs> on the streets of Nashville. <laughs> that ain't country, boy. That ain't country enough, boy. <laughs> so did you bounce around? Did you go to California? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I bounced, kicked it around in L.A., met some movie producer people. and they, Who doesn't? They met me, gave me a whole big line of, I'm going to make you this and that, and uh, got my feelings hurt a little bit, and mm-hmm. I said... Uh, forget you guys. You can say that. And uh, so I, I walked, man. I walked and right. uh, found myself uh, visiting some friends. And next thing you know, I was hitchhiking. 
and this really beautiful girl, Sarah Robinson, wherever you are. Thank hey, you. Hey, Sarah. Yay, uh, Sarah. She stopped and picked me up and was like, Angel. where are you going? She's like, I was like, I'm I'm going north. I got <laughs> like, to meet a woman who will pick up a strange man on the street. If he's Stephen Smart, she probably would. Yeah. She was smart. <laughs> she's, she's actually that strange woman. <laughs> he's kind of cute. Come on, babe. And that's how I wound up in uh Get in Seattle. the doors lock. No, you uh you mentioned the uh the the throat singing. Yeah. Um that is uh that's that's like an amazing phenomenon that that uh, most people don't have that ability. A. Uh I don't know uh, you can tell us is that something that you've learned or is that something that comes natural? I mean, how does that how does that happen? How do you work that? <clears throat> well, I think uh pretty much I could get into a really scientific explanation about it and tell you that everybody's voice is rich of overtones. Like the voice you're hearing right now is full of actually frequencies, like all broken up and woven together to make one voice that you hear. Uh, and throat singing could be quickly described as a method of sp splitting out individual tones uh, that are otherwise buried in a singular voice. So, is there a way? Because I know it's 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 in the mu it's in the tunes that we play. But is there a way that you could do just a, a sure. brief bit of that so people can outside of the music this is what the throat singing is yeah so you sing a note and then uh, through proper diaphragm manipulation and constriction of ventricular folds it sounds a bit like That's wow. awesome. Okay, and that is not that didn't go through any kind of processor, uh, processor or vo vocal uh, manipulation at all. That was straight from the guy Steven. next door on the lawn. He just oh. pooped his pants. <laughs> he doesn't know why. He's like, "What the hell?" Daryl asked if you learned that or if that was something that came natural. Um. Well, okay. Many hours so on the uh, piano truck, Stephen. <laughs> Many hours on the piano truck when delivering pianos. That, uh, <laughs> he'd be making these noises. That we're not. Yeah. Not what we hear today. I had to <laughs> ten years ago. Everywhere we went, this is the we was practicing this. So. Is there a bee it was in not here? where it is now. But. Yeah, it take, let's just say it, it takes a little time. while to uh, get it to where it actually sounds the way That's it does interesting. currently. That's, I've that never is, heard of uh, such a thing. Fascinating, and the way uh, that you incorporate it into music is beautiful. Thanks, and I was blessed to. Uh, I was blessed to meet up with a group of Tibetan monks that were traveling through I, Savannah, I Georgia. I thought it sounded sort of And they helped me kind of... Uh, meditative. They took me under their wing and kind of helped me figure some stuff out as far as my voice was concerned and where it comes from and how to really do some things with that's, it. That's that, awesome. that is fantastic. So um, I know you guys, like we said, you're working on a CD and you guys kind of taking a little hiatus at the, for the moment while well, you uh, right now we're in your the band you up could, and stuff? You could put it in the sense like we're in a dojo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not very Tennessean right mu there. Musical kung, musical kung fu happening. <laughs> there <this>. you go. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in, and I'm, I'm looking forward to coming out and seeing you guys. So keep us, keep us up to date Sweet. on where you're at, and uh, we'll be glad to post it on our calendar and our pages. So I think people are going to want to come out and check this out because the music's yeah. fantastic, and that uh you know your your throat singing is amazing and i think that's going to be people want to see that yeah so um 
you guys best of luck in the new CD and uh, you know with the new drummer and everything and we're going to get on out of here with another live in studio song that the uh, handful of colors laid down for us this is called the show thank you handful of colors this is the show
fly Do we want it bad enough that we're willing to die Do we want it bad enough to reach the other side of all the questions And live the answer I just don't know Hey, South Sounders, looking for something to do? Check out the Tacoma Comedy Club. All right, everybody. Coming up this week at the Tacoma Comedy Club, which is a fantastic venue. Um, If you have not been down there, uh, they they really treat you right. They have great food, great drinks, and always, always an entertaining night uh, on stage. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, they have live music. Doors open at 7. Show is at 8. It's a $5 cover. And on Wednesday, open mic night. And I know we've been threatening to go down there and uh, do a little throwdown with some comedy. I'm going to try to talk Gimmer into doing that. If he'll do it, I'll do it. All right? So, uh, and Double D won't. So, don't be afraid. Anyway, that starts at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Thursday, Jubal Flag presents 8 p.m. is start time. Jubal Flag brings in a lot of the headliners around town. Uh, they come in on Thursday night and uh, throw down some comedy for you at a, at a cheap price. Then on Friday and Saturday of this week, 8 p.m. and 10.30, it's Joey Medina. Joey Medina on the stage for your laughter and entertainment value. Always a good time, like I said, Tacoma Comedy Club, Adam Norwest, and all the folks down there treat you just fine. Stop on in and have some fun. Tacoma Comedy Club, located at 933 South Market, or give them a call at Everybody on the program with us today is Teddy Pressburg. He is a uh, an amazing jazz fusion uh, blues guitarist uh, who honed his chops and everything right here in the Northwest in Portland, Oregon. I believe Teddy, you're right now. You're down in St. Louis, isn't that correct? Yeah, I'm in St. Louis right now. Hey, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, very, very good music. We've been playing it on NWCZ Radio. Um, it is, uh, you, you have uh, an amazing ability to speak with your guitar, my man. Oh, cool. You're very kind. I appreciate that. The, the name of that track right there was Colonel Sumner's, and um, we're going to play clips from a couple of other um, 
groovy tunes that you have going on as as we progress through the interview. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Teddy, and uh, how you got started in playing music and uh, how you chose the, the road of playing in, you know, kind of jazz fusion type stuff. Sure. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of a guitarist. That's, that's kind of what I do first and foremost. And uh, I really just love all kinds of styles of music. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up playing music and, and I grew up in St. Louis and, and was all into jazz and blues and then came out to the Northwest uh, when I was about 18 and studied environmental studies and, uh, you know, got really into nature out there. And, you know, Portland's got a real nice funk scene and indie scene, so kind of got into that. And then my environmental job switched and I started doing uh, uh, music full time. I was kind of fortunate enough to do that. I was doing folk music with some local Portland, Oregon guys and touring around and, uh, you know, started doing environmental work through my musicianship. So it's kind of like they switched a little bit. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your environmental uh, causes and uh, your contributions to that in a moment. Um, now, when you were in, when you when you came to Portland, were you going to college there? I actually am a duck. I went down in uh, hey. Eugene, Oregon. Quack quack, brother. <laughs> yeah. So you were down in Eugene, which is uh, which has its own vibe for sure. A lot of hippies down there. <laughs> there's tons of hippies. They are still there. That's the that's the that's the beauty about Eugene, man. It just it really rare, rarely changes, and I don't know what's going to happen when those cats die off. I'm really not sure. <laughs> well, there, there's always an influx of new ones coming in. <laughs> that, yeah. that's, that's true. That's typical of the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, as a, usually a, from California, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Now, coming from St. Louis to the Northwest, uh, had you ever been up here before, or was that your was that your first indoctrination into uh, what we have going on? I was pretty much my first time was coming out there for school. I, I checked it out one time before on a road trip, like the summer before, and, and just fell in love with it. I mean, I was always into nature. And out here, you know, it's a Huckleberry Finn kind of style of nature, smaller trees. We got cricks, you know, for our creeks. And I, know, pretty I, small I grew up things. in Texas. Yeah, I know what a crick is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So seeing, you know, seeing just, I mean, how everything's like times 10 out there as far as, you know, mountains and, you know, you can go from a mountain to the desert to the ocean, you know, all on the same day in Oregon. It is, you know, kind of really inspiring just creatively and, and just, you know, way of life, too. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was going to ask you about uh, how it because your first CD, which I believe was Blueprint of the Soul, correct? Yeah, that's right. And uh, you told me um, earlier that that was basically uh, written about your experience or during your time here. How did coming out here, experiencing, you know, the Northwest, nature, uh, Eugene, Portland, and all that area, how did that uh, inspire you or um, how did that come into play when you were writing your music? Well, I think, I think just, you know, no matter, you know, who you are as an artist generally, unless you're in a tribute band, you know, it's kind of just, wherever you're at in life, just your experiences, they come through in your music. And, uh, you know, I, I really like that idea. And uh, for, you know, I've been touring with a lot of other people. When I did my first album, I really just wanted to kind of focus on an idea. And so I picked the city of Portland where I've been living for about four years. 
and just kind of focused on on areas. So like Colonel Sumner's is a park I live next to, and uh, park life in Portland uh, at night can be pretty dark and, and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's why that's a dark, heavy song right there. <laughs> you captured I mean, we, it. Yeah, you captured it brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that kind of idea, you know, trying to think about, you know, you know, all these different places and uh, and just kind of, you know, how to, you know, and, you know, it's different being an instrumental musician because, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I was Bruce Springsteen, I could just say, here's a sketchy park where people go at night. Right. But, um, you know, I really had to try and kind of create emotions through, you know, just instruments. All right. Well, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about more, a uh, little more about uh, who inspires you, where you draw your inspiration from, and who you listen to, and so forth. Let's go into another track, though. Teddy Pressburg is our guest today. Fabulous jazz guitarist. This is Bella's Boogaloo. check that out so teddy this is sean following up on where daryl left off i feel some some really old classic great players in your music bleeding through your fingers so uh what what really brought you around to that sound who inspired you uh you know for kind of uh like 60s era breakbeat kind of blue note jazz kind of stuff like rusty bryant Grant Green, Eddie Harris. Um, I'm really a big fan of those guys, the guys who kind of were still working in, in traditional jazz and then kind of crossing over with mainstream, listening to bands like The Meters and Jimi Hendrix and Sly Stone and kind of, you know, taking, taking those jazz licks and kind of just making them bluesy and groovy and, and really vamping out. I've really... Uh, taking a lot of influence from those cats well i absolutely feel that i mean i think it's a high compliment to any artist when they can bring that feeling through without a vocal so uh you know compliments to you on yeah, that. yeah you know one of the biggest bummers about uh, i go to vegas um once twice a year or whatever and they used to have a blue note uh theater there and i think they shut it down like a couple of years ago that was like my absolute favorite place to go because you're right blue the there was something about the blue note artists who were very dedicated to their craft um they were like traditional jazz and trying a little bit of experimentation but you know not on the crazy side and i i'm hearing a lot of that in your music 
And uh, it, that's, that's not an easy task to do. And so uh, I think it's great how you speak through your guitar and so forth. What are the challenges that face you uh, being an instrumentalist? Because you can't, like you said, you can't tell a story with your words. So it has to come through with your music. And, um, you know, when you sit down or when something comes to you, what, what are you facing as far as a challenge in getting, your, getting across what you want to say? Well, it, I mean, you know, I think it kind of boils down to just creative titles for your song. <laughs> you know, as, as, far as, <laughs> as far as, you know, getting that subject across, you know. Um, I actually got a new album coming out that's got uh, vocals on it, though. So that'll be, you know, way different and, and oh. it's kind of fun. So, are, you, are you doing yeah. the vocals? Um, I'm doing some of them, and I got a few other people, guy and a gal, singing on it as well. Very good. Well, uh, when is that scheduled to come out, and how can people get a hold of that? Well, it should be out uh, in a few months, probably at the end of fall, we're looking like. And, uh, you know, the best way to just kind of see what's going on with me is just to go to teddypressburg.com. Ding, nice endorsement right there, yes. <laughs> bing bing yeah that's where you can there's free music downloads on there there's all sorts of good stuff absolutely you know, it's a fabulous stuff. website and we will we'll have a link to it off of our main page teddypressburg.com we're going to real quick go into uh an, another uh musical uh, number by teddy and then we're going to come back and i want to talk to you about some of your endorsements and some of your environmental uh activities and so forth this is teddy pressburg title of the song is 82nd avenue strut at 82nd Street or Avenue Strut and anybody who's familiar with Portland at all knows what that song's about. <laughs> right, right, Teddy? Yeah, you, you go into the taquerias up there, north side, and you know, you know how people walk around and strut. Oh, yeah, man. That, that, is, uh, that has it nailed down to a T. That's awesome stuff. And 82nd Avenue, that can be a funky joint right there. Cool. Now, uh, let's talk about your uh, your environmental activities, and then also you've been endorsed by um, quite a few, like uh, well, as you put it in your website, Echo Cool companies. Um, tell us a little bit about who you've been endorsed by, and then of course we want to get around because anybody that's endorsed by a bourbon company is my friend. So, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the environmental side, what you're involved with, and how how you use your music to um, you know to push that forward. Who you're involved with, company wise, and then let's talk about the bourbon. Sure. Well, 
I mean, real quick, you know, I mean, like all of our all of the albums that we put out, they're greenhouse gas free. Uh, used to be via a, a place in Portland, Oregon called the Climate Trust. We used to do greenhouse gas offsets through them, um, and now we're using somebody else. Um, we're also, you know, one percent for the planet members, so. You know, one percent of our profits go to a nonprofit. It's actually the Organic Research Farming Foundation in Santa Cruz, and uh, you know, it's just kind of like a nice example to set. You know, uh, I mean, we're kind of a smaller, just little record label, um, but you know, a lot of the bigger companies, you know, if they were getting into that, I think that would be a good thing too. Um, and then also, you know, what's really cool is there's a company based in Portland called Now, N-A-U, and uh, they make just super cool clothes, really stylish and uh, all eco-friendly, um, organic cotton and uh, and uh, wool that's just, you know, shaved uh, standards on lambs and all sorts of cool stuff like that. And uh, they make great clothes and, you know, they hook me up and I get a strut around with boxers made out of corn and, uh, <laughs> that's awesome cliff bar is also involved uh, with you weren't they yeah cliff bar was actually uh i used to i i used to work with a guy named garrett brennan based in portland oregon and uh we did some touring with cliff bar back in the day um working on some of their products doing kind of like kind of like a co-branded tour Good company. Yeah, very good. Did you like throw cliff bars off the stage to the audience? Uh. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. I, I mean, that was, that was basically it. Yeah. They, they had this really cool product uh, uh, with a keep it simple philosophy where it was just like only like two or three ingredients in each one, just kind of like a fruit and nut bar. And, uh, and the, the folk guy that I was recording with just uh, – was making like an acoustic album. So it's kind of like this keep it simple thing. Nice. We got all that info up online too. Well, that's excellent. Excellent. So a lot of artists are moving that way. Are you also involved in the eco side of the touring with, uh, there's certain stations around the country now where you can get, you know, a specific type of fuel that's more, uh, travel friendly. I would love to do that. You know, I'm, unfortunately right now I'm just, my tour van's a 94 Chevy Astro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I've and I've definitely written a song about how that thing rides too. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the bourbon. What what the? I mean, being down in St. Louis, you know, uh, everybody's heading to the taverns, and uh, they have great clubs down there. Bourbon is king. How'd you get hooked up with? Uh, is it Bullet? So how's? That's right, Bullet. Yeah, Bullet's fantastic. Um, Frontier whiskey is is kind of their uh their you know their their logo their their uh their motto and uh so they kind of just thought you know frontier jazz is what i was doing and it was just kind of a good fit so uh you know if you catch me at the right club show you know i was uh pouring whiskey for people back in the day nice i want to be at that show that's yeah, the one I want. absolutely <laughs> uh also teddy now a uh, real quick question before we let you go and i really appreciate your time everybody teddy pressburg is our guest uh fabulous jazz uh fusion guitarist um uh, was originally was in portland for a while now he's down in st louis and we hope that you come up and tour up here sometime so that we can all come see you um what is it like you know being um eco-friendly and so forth 
uh, working for the with you know towards bettering the environment down in St. Louis because I'm from the South and a lot of people have this sort of misconception about the South that they don't care that you know they see those as all long haired uh, granola crunching freaks. Um, is that the case or are people receptive down there? How's that working for you? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. It's uh, well, St. Louis is a, a pretty progressive city overall, and um, you know, there's there's definitely a big movement here, and there's a lot of universities, and there's a good scene. Um, I do a weekly at at an independent brewery. You know, we we only have a handful of microbreweries here, so we have to you know stay together. But um, you know, it's a, it's a, you know that's definitely happening here. Um, you know, I don't think it's as explosive as it is on the West Coast, but there's definitely a lot of people here who are making things happen. Well, that's good to hear because, you know, like I said, uh, there's there's sometimes a misconception that it's only an East Coast, a West Coast thing, and that, you know, the heartland could care less. But we got good guys like you out there uh, pushing it forward, and we I, I think that's a beautiful part of what you have going on. And I think your music is awesome and amazing. And like I said, I really hope – that at some point when you do a tour, uh, you can find your way back up here. And if that's the case, let us know. We'd love to have you in studio, and we would love to promote your show and get people out to see you. Oh, great. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it, guys. All right, Teddy, you keep doing your thing. We'll keep playing it. And thanks so much for spending time with us. All right. want to thank Teddy Pressburg, who is, uh, was on the phone with us from St. Louis. Um, it's hot as hell down there, man. <laughs> I think we're the only spot, seriously, in the nation from probably like San Francisco up that is not in this like monstrous heat wave that they've had going on all summer long. And everybody's talking about this complete meltdown and everything. And we've yet to have. We've had. Good. Have we hit 80? We've hit 80 twice. I don't even know if it's maybe, maybe twice you know, in the whole year. Um, yeah, I mean, I. When I got out of here, I, when I went to Oklahoma City, it was like 109. Well, I was in Oklahoma, south of Oklahoma City, 109 every day. Then when I went to Vegas, it was like 100, 100 up to 102 every day. And then I come back here, and it's like 54 degrees. Yeah, well, every day on the way to work, I wear a coat. Yeah, I'll have the heat on in the morning because I get up at some, you know, like an ungodly hour yeah. and uh, hit the freeway, and it's, it's, it's freezing. Hey, a couple of weeks ago, they had this um, – do you hear about the meteor showers that were going on? It was like two days. We had really clear nights. Anybody go out and check that out? No. no. I, I didn't you, even hear about I it. I put you on assignment, dude. I, like normal. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm gone. Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy stays up late and checks it out. No, you weren't out there? Nope, I guess not. He was uh, too busy selling ice cream. But um, anyway, well, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Stephen Smart with that incredible vocal, uh, what, what does he call it, throat singing, whatever it is. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Very cool cats as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, super nice folks. And then Teddy Pressburg, is, uh, we've been playing his music because he has a Northwest connection with the whole Portland thing. Um, anyway, that's it for hour number one. We're going to get on out of here and stay tuned because in hour number two, <laughs> we're, uh, we're opening up the vault. But it is not Christmas time, even though we're going to be talking like that. Yeah, the, the the episode has some stuff about Christmas. It's not Christmas, but it you know maybe it is Christmas in August. Who knows? All right, hey, this is one of my favorite bands. I don't know how many people know about this band, but I got to see them last week. And uh, Stiff Little Finger is going to take us on out. We'll see you in part two.
Thank you very much indeed, thanks.